South Korea and the U.S. held their first security consultative meeting since President Yoon Suk-yeol took office, laying out new details in boosting deterrence against North Korea's growing nuclear and missile threats. We just saw a record number of it within this calendar year so far. To give us an analysis of the details of the security consultative meeting and their expected effects, Dr. Pung Young-sik of the Yonsei University Institute for North Korean Studies joins us via Zoom. Good morning, Dr. Pung. Good morning. Uh, I assume in light of uh, the high number of weapons testing, it's been a busy week for you. It has been a very busy week for me, yes. Uh, let's get to the details, um, namely the outcome of the security consultative meeting. Uh, the defense chiefs of South Korea and the U.S. agree to increase the frequency and intensity of the deployment of U.S. strategic assets in and around the Korean Peninsula. I think it's worth clarifying for our listeners what exactly are the U.S. strategic assets and would the agreement have similar effects as having them permanently deployed, which seems to be the desired effect? The uh, annual meeting between the top officials in the National Defense uh, Ministry of each side, the United States and South Korea, uh, is the arena in which uh, important decisions on the uh, security of the U.S. and security of South Korea, as well as the U.S. ROC alliance, um, are decided, including um, uh, such an examples of the transfer of the wartime operational control uh, from the U.S. forces to South Korean military, and uh, it's an extension of that. Uh, so uh, this year, the key words of the SCM, the strategic consultative meeting between the two National Defense uh, Ministry uh, are the deterrence, extended nuclear deterrence um, provided by the United States in the credible way and the integration and the coordination. Uh, for the five years of the previous Moon Jae-in governor of South Korea, uh, the uh, thrust of the North Korea policy of South Korea has been non-military engagement uh, toward North Korea. So uh, no exercises uh, have been made uh, to upgrade South Korea's own military capability, not diplomatic capability, but military capability to deal with uh, enhanced uh, military capability of North Korea. Uh, so the resumed military exercises uh, this year uh, between U.S. forces in South Korea and the South Korean military is the first step uh, to catch up uh, with the tasks uh, to deal with highly empowered than uh, more advanced missiles and artilleries of North Korea. Mm. And uh, how to uh, make sure that uh, such moves will be enough uh, to deal with North Korea's uh, you know, armed forces and uh, advanced missiles uh, is the core agenda of the uh, supply of the extended nuclear deterrence by the United States. Mm. Uh, there's another new detail that grabs... I'm sorry, I just made things even more complicated to our listeners, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. It, but you provided, I think, important context. I think comparisons need to be made uh, by different approaches by clearly... Uh, Yoon Suk-yeol government and Moon Jae-in government's a different approach to dealing with North Definitely. Korea. We've highlighted that enough times, but I do think we need to clarify each time the discussion is made. I don't think you complicate it. I think you clarify it. Uh, Thank you. The, the, the gist is that yeah. uh, during the Moon Jae-in government, yeah. North Korean nuclear issues uh, were basically dealt with non-military means, diplomatic engagement, right? right? And uh, But 
uh, Yunsengyeol government's uh, uh, turn it around uh, to focus on dealing with North Korea's military threats with the enhanced military capability of South Korea, mm. which also includes enhanced uh, extended nuclear deterrence promised by the Biden administration of the United States. Here's another related new detail grabbing media attention. Uh, Seoul and Washington's pledge to conduct a joint military training called the Tabletop Exercise Annually. This will include North Korea's nuclear use scenario, so the worst case scenario. Could you maybe elaborate on the drill itself and what kind of effects are expected? Sure. Um, allies may make a lot of uh, good uh, promises and agreements uh, to provide uh, credible assistance uh, to the security of the partner in the security alliance. But the promises are meaningless and empty if the promises are not backed by actual capabilities to materialize the promises, right? Mm. And the promises and capabilities are meaningless if the allied powers are not capable of making use of the capabilities when capabilities are indeed needed in actual battleground situations. So in order to enhance the uh, the integration of the military capabilities and actual exercise of the capabilities when they are needed, uh, the allied powers need to uh, engage in uh, periodic exercises to test the weapon systems. Mm. Uh, So tabletop exercise is the exercise focus on simulation of the decision-making process. Um, in which the uh, United States and South Korean armed forces uh, will be testing their own joint and separate capabilities to uh, detect and preemptively uh, cope with any major military threats coming from North Korea before those uh, military threats of North Korea will be actually launched to South Korea. The annual tabletop exercise is part of efforts to clearly bolster and upgrade the two allies' tailored deterrent strategy against North Korean threats. As you've said, you need to be able to back it up with actual action. It takes practice. It takes being on the same page. But some experts point out that although it may be effective in deterring a full-fledged war between South Korea and North Korea, uh, it will have limited impact on perhaps stopping Pyongyang's nuclear and missile advancement, which would be the ideal goal strictly from the U.S. and its allies' perspective. You always mention the survival of the regime from North's perspective. Uh, So would you be inclined to highlight that once more? What is your take? Well, I mean, uh, North Korea will not relent uh, until it will achieve the other goals of the military capability uh, development announced in the Eighth Party Congress of uh, 2021. Uh, that is why we have witnessed uh, numerous missile tests uh, uh, since the beginning of this year. Um, so North Korea will not stop uh, test firing of uh, missiles, uh, whether they are short range, intermediate range, or ICBMs. Uh, the targets may vary, but uh, North Korea will be uh, trying to arm herself with uh, all assortments of missiles. So uh, there are two responses uh, uh, can be expected uh, to be made by South Korea and the United States in the context of the, its uh, security alliance. Mm-hmm. One is to uh, make those uh, uh, new missiles developed and uh, deployed by North Korea useless mm-hmm. by empowering and strengthening uh, South Korea's own missile defense system and the uh, kill chain to preemptive uh, surgical strike capability 
to destroy North Korea's missiles before they are launched. And another method is focus on uh, the different type of deterrence, which is to focus on the life of the decision makers in Pyongyang. Mm. If there is no decision makers uh, remain alive after the surgical strikes by uh, South Korea military and the U.S. forces, uh, then we do not need to worry about um, North Korean missiles because they will not be launched mm. uh, in the absence of any decision makers. Uh, that is the, uh, the uh, third leg of the so-called uh, three-axis system of South Korea's uh, military system mm. to deal with North Korea's missiles, uh, which is dubbed as the Korean um, punitive and retaliatory uh, measures. Mm. So uh, two ways to summary. Uh, mm. One is to improve the uh, you know, defense and deterrence capability of South Korea mm. uh, to keep pace with the uh, improve the missile capability of North Korea. And the second method is to focus on destruction of the decision makers right. so that missile will not be launched at all. The joint communique that was issued after the security consultative meeting, which was the starting point of today's discussion, uh, included perhaps the strongest warning yet to North Korea that its nuclear use will bring an end to the Kim Jong-un regime. How effective would this be in taming North Korea's nuclear ambitions? Wouldn't it, in theory, exacerbate tensions? No, definitely. I mean, can you think of any one reason that Kim Jong-un would say that, okay, then the, it is what they are supposed to say, then the, I'm I'll take everything in stride. No, Kim Jong-un takes it personally. That is why Kim Jong-un must have ordered uh, top-ranking officials to vigorously uh, respond to that, uh, you know, condemnation by these uh, enemies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The American imperialist and the puppet regime of South Korea. That is why we have uh, witnessed a barrage of the missile test mm -hmm. uh, for the past few days, uh, which was a single-handedly uh, operated by the uh, number two men in North Korea's armed forces, Secretary Park Jong-chan, mm. who is regarded as the uh, founding father of North Korea's missile system. So poor Secretary Park Jong-chan. Uh, he had to do something uh, to appease the angry top leader uh, who must be really afraid of these uh, uh, stern warnings issued by the United States in official documents for the first time. Mm. But uh, at the same time, the, by demonstrating North Korea's missiles, um, many of them actually failed mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to, to achieve the strategic goal. And the uh, mobilization of the air forces of North Korea, uh, which only revealed how dilapidated and poorly maintained North Korea's air forces were, then North Korean leadership actually uh, showed a vulnerability and backwardness. I mean, look at those uh, airplanes uh, deployed by uh, North Korea in protest to the extended uh, uh, joint uh, air exercise between South Korea and U.S. forces in South Korea, uh, the uh, the uh, vigilant uh, storm. Mm. They are, th those North Korean airplanes are from 1960s and 70s. Even Tom Cruise or Top Guns cannot win the air warfare against the mighty and modern air airplanes of the South Korean Air Forces, even without any assistance uh, from the U.S. Uh, United States Air Forces. Right, right. It seems to be a desperate cry. Uh, here's a different angle. Some experts point out that perhaps South Korea, U.S., as well as Japan are focused very much on deterring North Korean threats. 
that not enough efforts are being put on the table to resume dialogue. One may say it's a different political approach, but as an expert, what is your view? Uh, first of all, uh, I appreciate you call me an expert. Um, that really augmented my uh, self-esteem this morning. Uh, second, that yes, uh, we have to deploy not just uh, very strong, strong military responses and preventions toward North Korea armed with the nuclear warheads and uh, many sorts of uh, missiles. But we have to also uh, seriously consider taking non-military measures because a combination of different methods will only strengthen our joint and individual capability to uh, deal with nuclear North Korea, right? Mm -hmm. As I said, that if you're dealing with a monster like North Korea armed with nuclear weapons, not only you need to hit North Korea from uh, up, down, left and right, but also in the middle. And we also need to talk to North Korea and sugarcoat our uh, conversation as well. But the presumption of the Biden administration and uh, Yoon Suk Yeol government is that uh, just uh, agreeing to talk with North Korea for the sake of beginning, beginning a dialogue as a uh, means to poke uh, the true intentions and capability of Kim Jong-un leadership with regard to its willingness to use nuclear weapons is not, strategically speaking, uh, meaningful. Mm. Uh, we have bought that horse uh, during the uh, Moon Jae-in government and the Trump administration. Mm. Uh, that is the... Uh, basic agreement between Biden administration, the Yoon Suk-yeol government of South Korea. Right. And even getting the apology uh, or a message of regret from North Korean leadership is not so meaningful in the political context. Mm -hmm. Do you remember in 2015 that North Korea blew the ankles uh, of the two South Korean soldiers in the ZDMZ area? And when? Uh, South Korean government at the time, Park Geun-hye administration resumed the operation of the loudspeaker mm -hmm. psychological operation toward North Korea. North Korean leadership was so anxious and concerned about the, uh, the uh, massive effect of such a psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. So the leadership dispatched that uh, the head of the reconnaissance bureau of the North Korean military, General Hwang Byung-seo, to have uh, negotiation with the Bakne administration about the termination of the loudspeaker operation. So uh, he and his uh, South Korean partner, uh, General Kim Guan-jim, spent four days without eating or sleeping at all and miraculously struck an agreement in the bathroom, hmm. in the sideline of the official right, right. You know, negotiation. But when Hang byung actually returned to Pyongyang, he said something totally different from the actual content of the message of the regret and apology issues towards South Korea. He insists that the, the, uh, the wooden box uh, uh, minesweep attack was totally uh, forged by South Korea. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of maintaining peace and stability on North Korea, as a big brother, we magnanimously agreed to just let go. Mm -hmm. So in these uh, past experience, experiences mm -hmm. have been accumulated uh, as a as guideline for the Yoon Suk Yeol government to think about the benefits and the longevity of the, any apology or peaceful messages from North Korea. Because uh, past is precedence, and taking in those account, uh, there's a strategy. You pay the price and... for what you did in the past. That's universal, I would have to say. I'm That's not... universal, right. but many people do not recognize this. I don't think so either. And I don't think North Korea will be quick to accept that responsibility either.
But I think you raised really important points today, even the delicacies of approaching North Korea too, taking the past into consideration, taking the different approach into consideration. But it doesn't seem like we ever have a simple answer for our listeners. But thanks for, again, clarifying some of the blurry spots for us. We'll speak to you again soon. Sure. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.